The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. Hi, this is Lady Petra. I'm Safa Master. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers. Cheers. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. And mine are him, his, and he. So, what are we drinking today? So, we're having a Joe Berg Limeade number two, um, which I think the difference is we had the bitters. No, the difference was we used fresh lime juice versus oh, roses. Oh, the roses lime, lime yeah. sweetened. Yeah, and I think, again, I think the roses lime sweetened. I used it in the mango too, yeah. because I think sometimes we can't predict the fruit's sweet enough. Yeah. We don't live in a tropical location. Right. <laughs> and so. I think that roses really helps, and I, it, it's definitely a great drink. So we're repeating a drink, but it's fantastic. So yeah, I'm excited. Let's, yeah. let's test it. Let's, let's see how you did. Let's see how I did. So, tell us about uh, how you're holding up. Yeah. So I got my stitches out today. Yeah. Out of my shoulder. That's so awesome. Um, and uh, they they basically have to wear the brace for another four weeks. That's what we kind of expected. Yeah. Um, but I got my walking boot off. Good. I mean, I can use it as a safety backup, but I really don't need it now. The healing is great, so my ankle is ready to go. Good. That's exciting. Yes. I feel progress is happening. Yeah, that's encouraging because that implies that we might be able to play tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Man, am I ready for that? Yes, you are. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about it, too, because it's going to be drawn out. Oh, <laughs> Joy. In a, in a good way, though. Yes, it'll in be a, great. In a good way. Now, I'm excited it's because torture. We've, we've been talking about this for ages. The anticipation level is high. Yeah. Somebody sent us Carly Simon's anticipation song. <laughs> really? Yeah. We're at Unfet? Unfet, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, and I, and I really want to thank our listeners for being engaged in what our journey is, piping in. I think that's great. In yeah. fact, yesterday uh, we had a listener ask if we would review his poetry and i said what an honor to be able to be given someone's poetry index and then go through it and be able to read something and find something so i really appreciate the listeners being participatory in it and helping us and of course we have a ton of drinks still to get through but right we're working through it slowly yeah we're getting there it's fun so our topic today is this domestic discipline in yeah. the 50s household. Yeah. And, you know, we, we, we'll we talk about it from both points of view because there's, there's a male point of view and there's the female point of view. Sure. And then there's the flip side of that, which is the domestic discipline in a female-run household. Okay. Which is another aspect of that kink as well. Yeah. 
So we'll cover all of that and, yeah. and just kind of talk about it and see what we know and don't know and what we'd like to learn more about. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So what's your um, so point I, of view? So I know that when I do Fetish Fridays, I try to go through the fetishes and the first one that came up, because it's a number, 1950 household came up. And so I went into the fetish a little bit further. I mean, I have some idea of what it is. Um, and I'm not like a beaver cleaver mom type thing. I'm definitely a mom, but I'm not that. Um, however, there's there's attractive parts of the 1950s lifestyle, if you will, that I like. First of all, I like Art Deco. I like some of the fashion and the way people present themselves during those times. You know, people used to get dressed up to go to the airport. Right. Fly. I'm not saying that I always want to do that, but I just, I think there's some kind of mystique, you know, class about it. Yeah. Um, the way they kept their households, not saying that, that that's a very much a stereotype I'm saying, but that's pretty much what falls into the fetish. Um, is how I prefer to keep my household. So that falls right in line with me. I like that part of it, that domestic part of it. Um, but there's an aspect of the the 50s household that is very male-dominant, female-submissive. It is. So it fits into the dominant-submissive. It's also a lot of the 1950 groups are very fashion-oriented yeah. in the 50s, depending if they're on the biker side or they're on the, you know, I don't, I don't know, happy days side, if you will. Right. Um, and there's definite uh, clear roles right. socially and in the kink lifestyle. Mm. Um, but I'm not into, like, missionary and things like that. Right. You know, I, I mean, I, I do missionary. That's not I'm saying I won't, but that's not the high point of I don't, my I don't day. Think that's the, I don't think that's what it speaks to. You what know, do you think it speaks to? I think there's, there's the domestic... Um, pro, you know, concern Service, that you that you identified, where you've sort of got the female in a domestic role and the male in a non-domestic role. So yeah, I mean that happens in the domestic aspect of the household. You know, from making dinner to clothes, know, bringing me a drink at night to like, like yeah. a, so so that's the, the backdrop. But but really, but I think the fetish lives in the world of domestic discipline. Where, mm -hmm. where there is like over the knee spankings. I was gonna say it must be over the knee spankings. Yeah, over the knee spankings for any out point. Okay. So like, so like the the laundry isn't folded correctly, you get a spanking. Okay. You know, it's yeah. it's like it's like that kind of household. Okay. Where, where it's not simply you get to to be the domestic, but you get to be disciplined as the domestic. Right. Hmm. Yeah. And, and so, and that, like, to me, you know, there's a whole nother component to that. Like, um, in the domestic discipline household, like the raising of children, for example, mm -hmm. the children are, are often paddled routinely, mm -hmm. and, like, the, the girls wear spanking gowns and that sort of thing. Oh, okay. And so okay. there's, like, a whole sort of experience around domestic discipline in the 50s household dynamic okay okay hmm. yeah it, it, yeah i mean i've seen both so i don't know i don't it depends on how people are playing with it mm. um it, and it also i think that would for sure depend if they're if they're um 24 7 or not 
Yeah, but I think that the domestic, I think the twenty, the the fifties household is a is definitely a twenty four seven. I think it would have to be to make it yeah to work, make it work because mm-hmm. there's too much to be done. Yeah, and managed in that. And then within each dynamic, I'm sure there's negotiations and agreements made too, just like any DS type of thing. There's styles of 1950s that occur for different people that are important. Maybe it is something exactly like you're talking about when the dominant gets home, you know, cigarette or cigars lit, whatever, if that's their cup of tea, and uh, drink pre-dinner drink, of course, dinner, then after-dinner drink, or whatever, whatever you know, yeah. the, the whatever the protocols are for uh, upkeeping care of the dominant, I guess, in that, for bringing the bacon home, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think the more interesting dynamic in that genre is the female-led household, okay. where now you have domestic discipline practiced by the female head of household. And, and the, the male is corporally punished for, you know, not mowing the lawn, for, for, not, know, doing for not doing the tasks, the that, tasks that are not domestic. To, his satis- or to her satisfaction. Fuck, I wish I had that power. <laughs> I mean, that, that was my life. I felt like I was keeping everything domestically in charge and on track, kids going to school, all the yeah. meetings, all that stuff was in then. Uh, my partner was just half-assing and all kinds of shit, you yeah. know. Now, if you had had, if you had put your foot down, and said we're gonna do domestic discipline in this mm-hmm. household, like you're gonna get spanked if you don't. Yeah, text. that wouldn't fly. But well, I don't know. He, he might have liked it based on what I know about him. So. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but his he's got story though, and his you know and I've told you that before. His story and ego get in the way of sure. that. Um, I think. He's seen me put my foot down because there's sometimes enough is enough for yeah. me, um, and then he just gets it gets weird, and it changes like our day to day. So it, for me, it wasn't like well now I can now I've put my foot down I can run the show. It never felt like that. Plus, that's really not my authentic being in my daily day to day life. Right. Um, you know, so. Um, but I can see that happening because in, if you think about, it's a variation on cuckolding. It is. There are, there are definitely, um, like I've seen, I haven't seen this in person, but I've, I've, I've read stories about, for example, little signs that people put up in their window that says domestic discipline practice here mm-hmm. in, in a female led household or mm-hmm. something to that effect. And it really is about female domination, mm-hmm. but but in a very domestic environment. It's not sort of sexualized per se. Right. Yeah. So it's power. It's more power. Yeah. yeah. And so I can see that happening, and and then I can see it happening in a number of ways. Now, nineteen fifties would be traditionalist style, so you'd think the females are feminine and the males are masculine, and, yeah. and then they have a power differential that's right. going on. But I can also see a more androgynistic masculine woman taking on that role and still doing the domestic and then him still doing the whatever, but that, that that's the role and he might be more mousy. I think I've seen those kinds of dynamics together too. Yeah. Um, and that really more equates to whether someone has the power or not, you know, what seems natural for the power. Um, 
But, you know, it's kind of like an over-the-knee hairbrush spanking go stand in the corner kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. I can't get my head around it because, for me, I'm in a dominant-submissive, so that is a dominant-submissive type of thing. Yeah. But but it also might have a whole bunch of other things attached to it that are what I consider role-playing things versus real-life right. stuff. No, I see, but for you... Obedience is a high, it's a high order for you. Yeah. Like you live in this dynamic with me with a context of obedience. Yeah. I mean, that, that's right? my, the way I'm wired. That's, that's the way you're wired. Super Whereas high somebody who, who doesn't have that high order of obedience mm-hmm. or, discipline. They, or discipline, they need to be guided. And in this model, and I think there are people that want to be guided so that there's an agreement on that, uh, you know, that dynamic. Yeah. I see how that would work. I know that if you just read Twitter and you just read half the people's tweets and, you know, you take it with a grain of salt on people being real. But um, there's a lot of people struggling with um, staying on, ta- you know, especially with COVID, but staying on task right. or staying on their thing. And I... And that's not new. I mean, at working in higher ed or working in other professional areas of my life, I've seen people struggle with it. I just don't understand it mm. because, you know, they're usually, in my opinion, when they talk to me about what's on the table, it seems like they have two or three things, and two of them might be real, real high priority and one of them might be lower. So then I look at their stress level they've created out of this and think, wow, that's weird because, you know, I, I've had like 12 high priority things simultaneously going on mm. and you just do it it needs to get done you do it and it maybe it's the way i attach meaning to things that i do i'm not sure i've tried to figure that out before why i do the things i do um with obedience like you know what is that all about why but it but i can't really say one there's one thing to put my hand my you know finger on it it's it's I get it. It's like I actually get satisfaction out of it. It's right. Like a, well, it's that, like but that, but that's your, that's your mo. Like you're mm-hmm. you're basically obedient. Like I've, we've talked about punishment before. I've not had to punish you, ever. Well, once. 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 But outside of that, yeah. I mean, yeah, it just hasn't come up, right? Because you're obedient, mm-hmm. and and whereas in this in this notion of like the female run domestic discipline mm-hmm. household, mm-hmm. you know, it's like. There's a way men do things, and there's a way yeah. women do things. Yes. And in this model, the woman runs the household, and he has to adhere to her standards. And and what you have is that enforced with the back of the hairbrush, for example, mm-hmm. and punishment. You know, and so it's just an interesting. It's an interesting. I mean, I, I know what happens because yeah. we in society whether it's a hush-hush or not spoken, and I'm not speaking about abuse. I'm actually speaking about, even growing up, you'll see TV shows that reference this sometimes with older um, generations on there of right. the woman's running the household. She's running right. the show, and, and he kind of ducks and cowers like he's going to get bopped on the head or something. Um, but, I, but there's a difference between abuse and, and discipline, and I think there really are women that I've seen I think I might have been witness to it where women right. have swatted their husband on the ass when he didn't move quick enough in the kitchen or whatever. And at first you might look at that as a playful thing, 
It depends on how he reacts to it. Mm. I mean, a lot of times when I've seen that, the person's reacting. They're getting the shit done. So, you know, and so people find ways of discreetly doing that, but I, I think that's, I think that exists. But I think as a fetish, it's really interesting. I think that if you're, like, let's say you're not cuckold. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're submissive. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, the way you're interested in being a submissive in a power exchange, maybe a man is interested in being a submissive in a power exchange with a woman. Mm-hmm. That would be an example of that power dynamic occurring, but the differential is enforced with domestic discipline. It's a it's a spanker spanky situation, mm-hmm. you know. And this isn't just spanking for the sake of spanking. This is like spanking for discipline, which is totally different than yeah. just spanking like or, masochistic spanking. Yeah. Um. Yeah I, yeah, I totally understand it. I just I'm trying to get my head around it. Like right. Living that twenty four seven, I don't. I mean, I can see it happening. I kind of, uh, I figured I was obedient, but I even contemplated like, okay, if I don't do something right, that I need to be ready for discipline. Um, not that I like discipline; I don't like it, but, but I was aware that that's part of it, and so I had to get my head around that. But this is someone who's actively choosing that all like all the time. Yeah, like they want that. They I want. Don't, that. I wonder how that. Hmm. Fascinating. No, and I think, and I think you know, if you're, if you're somebody whose kink is to be punished and disciplined and, and spanked, and you know, to have your service enforced, that's the lifestyle that would that would deliver that. You're right, and it can be completely separate from sex. Completely, yeah. Yeah, so they're getting some other kind of power and obedient satisfaction out of it. Yeah, and then I think separately from that. You've got this larger extension of what does the household look like and do you adhere to some of those 50s codes, dress codes, food codes. Like there are actually people who, I don't know why they would do this given what we know now, but they prepare meals that are 50s meals from 50s recipes. Yes. You know. Oh, yeah. They go that far. The way they put their hair up, the way they dress. Um, I was just thinking that one of the ways this might make more sense would be, which makes more sense to me, is if it's a female-led domestic-run household. Yeah. You know, it could be easily be a a partnership where he is the bread bringing home the bread and butter, uh, and is extremely dominant in his professional life, and then wants to be at home. Right. He wants to be a contribution, but is tired or whatever, not not. motivated whatever Mm. and that the woman does run the household like she runs it because he wants to let go of that responsibility he wants to be told what to do and when to do it and that kind of thing um so i could see and i can see that working because i understand what that feels like for me being dominant in my professional life and wanting to come home to my private life and be of service of submissive be a you know that that's what i crave right i can see that working yeah i mean it's a it's a it's a conversation that I've had with, that, I, that when I was thinking about the lifestyle I wanted to create, mm-hmm. that, that I wanted to have that lifestyle. Oh, okay. Well, so know. tell me, go further in that and tell me what, when you were early on discovering it, what was the parts that were Well, I, I really liked the power exchange. The, mm-hmm. the, the, and so, so 
Yeah. I thought, like, well, that's for that 50s lifestyle, power creates exchange. Creates a power exchange. Creates a power exchange. Mm-hmm. And yes, I want your service. I want your submission. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I was thinking, well, I will just ad- adopt a domestic discipline household mm-hmm. as a model. Mm-hmm. What I've discovered is that... <laughs> Maybe I didn't fall into your... <laughs> I'm thinking with my obedience, I didn't... <laughs> Well, you, with allowed your, for that you very much. No, you're, 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 you out obedience the discipline faction. You, you, you sort of. I mean, you could nitpick, and I kind of think when we saw secretary. Yeah. That after they got together and got married, yeah. that is the type of. Because they was, were both kind of old school anyway. Yeah. That was the type of household they created because she would stay home and he'd go off to work and yeah. she, you know, cornering the bed or put a bug on the bed, you know that. You know things that she would create. She would create ways to be, to be disciplined. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and see, and that's the thing. It's like, it's like our play includes a lot of flogging and caning and mm-hmm. and impact play, mm-hmm. and so I don't need the domestic discipline aspect mm-hmm. of it to get that rock off. And you're getting your rock off in the play that we're doing. In the play, right. Which is a little different sometimes. Domestic is just the paddling, just and then there's no release right there or yeah. whatever, yeah. Yeah, so so what I did was I, I took on, you know, disciplining for the sake of discipline as a kick just to see how that played, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, I'm, I'm good with that. That's fine. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a sadist. So, yeah, exactly. Um, so it's like I can, I can uh, satisfy, I can, in a very satisfactory way, live in the lifestyle we've created because mm-hmm. we have so much impact play in that experience. Yeah. That we don't, and because you're so obedient, that mm-hmm. I don't need to also discipline you mm-hmm. with punishment. Mm-hmm. Now, we've had occasion to have disagreements where we've put the um, dynamic on hold to resolve those. And yeah. that, doesn't, that doesn't fall into that yeah, category. Right, right, right. right. You know, um, but outside of that, there really hasn't been a reason to, like, res- revert to impact discipline. Yeah, and it's not. Um, I thought about this too with the nineteen fifties type household discipline, that kind of thing. I thought, wow, maybe someone on the outside looking in might think, well, you're just trying too hard. But that is what's so weird about the way I'm obedient. Or not weird, but it's just the way I am. Um, I don't feel like I'm doing anything different than I normally do. Like, I don't feel like I'm doing something profound. or I don't feel taxed by what I do. Like, I have to put on a huge effort to full court press to get the shit done that I'm doing. Yeah. I've always been someone that's kind of sees ahead what needs to get done and needs it needs to get done, and yeah. or ask you know it, does that need to get done? Is that the priority? Um, and I don't really think much about that other than that's just information for me to process and how to go through my day. Yeah. Um, and so, but I can see how someone who isn't wired that way could get very well overwhelmed with right. too many tasks. Like they think they have to remember. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the. The, the, the thought process is that, you know, if you're keeping up, then I'm not stretching you enough from a, from mm. a domestic discipline standpoint. Oh, I see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, because we're going to create opportunities to punish, you know, for discipline. Mm. You know, and, 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 it, and you get very nitpicky on that basis. Totally, that's what I was saying. It yeah. would have to be a nitpicky type stuff. Yeah, 
I mean, I remember reading a story or I think reading a story about a household where, the, you know, the, the wife found something wrong with the way the kitchen was organized or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, into the bedroom, hairbrush over the knee, hard spanking, go stand in the corner. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was like the silliest thing mm-hmm. to punish somebody over. Well, and I guess I would, and, and people are wired different, so, but I would think one of the first thoughts that came to my mind would be, how long can that go on? If, if you're trying to raise the bar all the time to yeah. catch them in something, because that's the dynamic, where does it get to a point where it's um, not producing the same results? It's negative towards the submissive. Yeah. Because at some point, it, you know, if they are submissive at any level, even if they're making mistakes or they're not adhering to the standard you have, right. they're still trying to be obedient. And so that is a psyche thing for submissives at some right. point. So, you know, in a short-term thing, I think that would work. I don't know, long-term, 24-7, you're living in this for years. I don't know if that would work. There might be burnout at some point. Yeah, but, you know, like like in secretary, she's bratty, and so she creates opportunities to get disciplined. But, but that's the difference. She's bratty. Yeah. She she is that way, but if yeah. you're not bratty, if you're not bratty, yeah, you know that that's the thing is you've got to you have to know you're submissive to know what is going to work. Yeah, I can see how that would become abusive eventually if there's no if 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 there's no way for you to to please, like you can't achieve satisfaction, so you're always yeah, getting... or your perception of cornering a bed sheet let's say yeah I, well i thought i cornered it i made yeah. it with a ruler i did it whatever yeah, and then build resentment by a half centimeter then yeah. you're like so where is this game really going because right. it would almost be easier just to say hey it's time for a daily paddling right versus well, that's what, that's... constantly being um ticky tacked Right. Um, minutia. And, and that might be because of my age, where I'm at in life. There's certain things I think need, need attention and take priority. That's more of a human thing. But, like, material things, I don't know. I don't know how much those take a high priority. Yeah. Well, we created a daily maintenance spanking for you. Yes. But we didn't do it in the context of punishment. No, it was a maintenance. It was maintenance. Because, yeah. and, and again, you know, to reflect on that, it had to do with, you feeling like when days went by when you didn't get paddled, you, you started to let your... I, I think it was my, out. without me understanding it, yeah. the masochistic side of me that needs care, feeding, whatever you yeah, can care. care. Feeding, yeah. um, because I definitely experience something when I'm in that state and then the closeness I feel with you. Yeah. And we've talked about this, that when we get that intensely close, there's, it's addictive. Yeah. I mean, it is. And, and we turn daily maintenance spankings into sexual, like, Seeming. ecstasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So It's amazing, actually. I, I, I had not myself read of this type of stuff, you know. Yeah. We just kind of created it. But from what I hear from feedback from other people that know what we're doing, they think it's amazing that we have created that. But anyone can create that. I mean, anyone can create anything i think people right. sometimes look like they think there's a template to go off of no there's no template no it, it all occurs in conversation like you always you want to you want to discover like where the rabbit hole takes you 
mm-hmm. not by predicting where it's going, but by discovering where it takes you by exploring each other. Mm-hmm. You know, like I didn't, I didn't meet you and say, okay, in three months we're going to do a daily maintenance banking. Not at all. What yeah. happened instead was we had impact play in our play, mm-hmm. and there were days when we didn't play because of work and whatever. whatever yeah. And then I noticed that, you know, there was more chit-chat in your head about, like, mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. And so I instituted a daily maintenance banking to help put Clear story aside. Mm-hmm. Clear yep. your mind. Yep. And, and, you know, I think what initiated it was, I think you had texted me one time to say, you know, you know you're on your way home and you look forward to getting spanked. Something like that. I sure, remember. sure. I was like, huh, that's interesting. We should explore that more. Mm-hmm. So, so it came out of just exploring our play. It wasn't like I didn't, I didn't plan it. it yeah, wasn't... and even when you su- suggested it at first, I was, you know, I'm adventurous, so I'm like, yeah. And then I started thinking, Jesus, every day, like, wow, what's this? What is this going to be like? You know, and what is, you, you know, you you, it's unknown. So you're kind of like having a conversation yourself, but it is unknown because every time we play, it's completely unknown. Yeah. But that's the magic behind that connection that we, we've created. And I just, I think that's so valuable. Um, you know, if you asked me this two years ago, I wouldn't have said the same thing because no. I didn't know. But I'm more thoughtful now about my experience. Yeah. And we don't have a, a 50s household. But we, no. we have a 50s household. We have a 50, I guess, a 50s household light like it's like a 50s household i think it is because when i'm fully operational i prefer to to take on things but there's also things that you enjoy doing um because of expression so it's not like i'm doing all the cooking right you love to cook and i am fully willing to be your sous chef yeah and that's just what's happened which which works for our dynamic it works well um I've gotten some experience on making drinks, so I'm usually making the drinks, but when I'm incapacitated or when you're up and ready to do it, you make it. So it's not so cut and dry. No. Like 100% of the time, it's this, this, and this. Uh, we are in our lives with those types of roles in a, in a rough construct. Yeah. And then we add our own spin on it. Yeah. I think that's, the, I think that's what makes it work because, you know, we're not robots. Like 1950 robots. No. And I'm also not, and I know you're not, but but I'm not interested in role playing, like completely dressing up in the role, bouffant hair every day. Right. It's not that it isn't fun, but that to me is role playing. That's not me doing it every day. I mean, that's a that's a role. But you do take the time to, you know, create your, you know self before a scene oh yeah 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 yeah. and i do do that and and that's part of the training of what you prefer and it it just helps get me into the mood and right yeah i get that but but i mean some people are like they fully live this they have a car that's 1950s they their clothes and shoes and everything is 1950s and i i don't think that's bad i like that stuff i just don't have the time or energy to put a whole bunch of time into that no and and that's just where i'm in my life yeah and it's not really our scene we're not really it's not really my scene i'm not mod i'm not hanging out at mod places and stuff um 
I have too many varied interests to be just one thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think that's really interesting. But I did have a roommate. My roommate in college was very sixties kind of uh, mod. Oh yeah. And uh, and I didn't have anything. So and I had never had a sister. So we kind of became sisters. We're very close. We've always been close. Um, and she got me into the monkeys and things. We went to the monkeys concert several times during college, which huh. you know was older by then, but we still right. went. We dressed kind of mod together. Yeah. We went thrift shopping and dressed mod. So we played that, but uh, long term, I'm like, well, I still want to go put on my running clothes and go running or whatever, yeah. you know. But she very much stayed in that character all yeah. the time, which then for me became her. It was her. Yeah. So then I didn't feel it was contrived. It was just she's always like that. That's great for her, but yeah. it wasn't for me. And I understood that right early on that. The dress-up was fun, but yeah. I'm not like that all the time. I think period play is interesting. I, you know, yeah. I read about this guy. I think I saw him on Twitter, maybe on Facebook. I don't know. He he dresses like in 1790s gear. Yeah. Now, I think, it, you know, to be to but, dress but he's all like, up he's like... He's like a young kid. He's like 20, and he goes around with a top hat and like, oh, wow. like, okay. the, like the, the frilly collar and the whole thing. I think that that's kind of cool, but yeah. it definitely is a persona. Yeah. I, you know, would I want to walk around in a Victorian dress all the time? God, yeah. no. Would it be fun to dress up sometime in it? Yeah. It'd be yeah. fun to, like, have you lift a skirt and vlog me? Yeah, that'd yeah. be fun. But I couldn't see myself spending every day like that. Right. Just, I'm not, not interested scene. in changing what I enjoy doing in my life in order to keep up the persona mm. if that makes sense yeah it totally makes sense yeah yeah so i think it's an interesting fetish i think i think that uh if there are listeners I would, yeah i would love to interview someone who's actually who's living, living a that 50s lifestyle yeah yeah it doesn't matter if it's male or female dominant no, just someone way. that's doing that that would be fascinating because i'd like to know more about the power dynamic. yeah it's just, just the whole thing it's just uh, it's just it's, it's fascinating to yeah. me yeah, and it's largely fascinating to me because that's when I grew up. I grew up, you know. Well, yeah, you definitely identify early, with that. Late fifties, early sixties. Yeah, so and that's so, your frame of reference. Yeah, too. exactly. Yeah. yeah, I I get that. And even in, when I was growing up, I think women still had women were starting to become more powerful with with careers, but there still was definitely a. Uh, division of labor if you will at home like who did the inside stuff who did right. the outside stuff yeah that's totally my house yeah yeah all right well i'm complete with that conversation me too you have some kink in the news i have some kink in the news so i uh posted this on fed already uh with some pictures but there's some uh there was a medical exhibit i think it was if i'm saying it correctly 2018 i could be incorrect on the date but anyway, they did this um, in the UK, uh, medical equipment, which if we know our history about like 1700, 15, you know, hundreds on up, um, medical equipment also incorporated equipment that was to prevent people from masturbating or right. they considered those medical ailments like mass, the need for masturbation or vibrators. Um, and obviously we know with Sigmund Freud and different time periods that there were a group of psychologists who actually, you know, masturbated women to relieve anxiety or right. the woes of the menopause or whatever have you. Right. Um, 
which is weird because then that means they weren't getting it at home and da -da -da -da. Right. and then you see all these devices so one of the devices they had on there was a cod piece uh, where it was just a huge piece of metal fashioned where the guy would put his penis through this pipe if you will in the front of the cod piece and the cod piece fit underneath his balls yeah. and then behind him to his ass and so i looked more at that picture because i was like there's little holes well i think the holes i saw were more breather holes so there yeah. would be airflow if you will and he they would wear this under their clothes and and, and it was it was designed so there was a flaccid penis yeah, you stick your so flaccid you penis into this thing yeah so you wouldn't be touching yourself right and then there was a device that looked like uh, two rings, but the inner ring was all spiky with yeah. spikes, and so they would attach this, I think, just to the outside of the penis, uh, with like a wing nut. And basically, if the young man or older man, for that matter, had a hard on at night, which is real normal, or in the morning, it would jump up against these little razor these blade spikes, things and right. spike him, and then right. it was supposed to behaviorally teach him not to get a hard on diminish yeah and then they had an original enema machine which we know in the victorian era enemas were like this huge thing people using all kinds of different things to infuse their bodies with the the yeah. natural elixirs and a lot there were lots of spa retreats that people would go to during the tuberculosis times yeah um where they would uh, they do this daily i mean daily like major amounts. We're not talking just wow. to clean your ass. We're talking about walk around with a full ass of chocolate water or <laughs> coffee water for that matter. And then, and I know, and I bring that up because that is, our, enemas are a big fetish yeah. for a lot of people. We'll talk about enemas another time for sure. But, yeah. But that's interesting. It's interesting. And it, it's, I'm fascinated by the type of equipment that's out there or was used. I think, I think what I can say about that equipment is religion was the source of a lot of that, like th this this sort of notion of masturbation being evil, and you know, talking about you know, with boys, you know, if you masturbate, you get hair in the palm of your hands. Well, yeah, they this, they had this one I posted recently on Twitter, the rector, yeah. rector rotator, and the ad actually advertised to sixteen and over. Said this is good. This will work. This prostate massager will work for sixteen on up. It's okay. small enough to work for a 16-year-old. I thought, wow, we're marketing to minors? Really? <laughs> I mean, I, I, it was amazing the kind of medical notations with no um, restrictions by the government yeah. or anyone. Just you could advertise anything. You could say this would clear uh, bad eyesight for that right. matter. And then just list it and then produce this item that people would buy through mail order. Right. And it, it just, it's interesting. weird. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that's it for today. I'm feeling complete. Me too. That's it for today. You can find us on your favorite podcast directory. We also have an RSS feed. If you're interested in online coaching for kinksters or online domination, you can visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. And if you're uh, having comments or suggestions or drink ideas for our podcast, you can email me at ladypetrickplayground at gmail.com. That's it. That's it. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.